Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and it's going to be full on politics for the entire episode because it just is. It just is because it's been the Conservative Party conference this week and although I have been actually ridiculously busy and spent a lot of the time uh, in front of a screen trying to implement a new CRM system and don't get me started on that because it's been a little bit of a nightmare... Uh, it's just all kept seeping through, and it's kept seeping through because it is has been such unbelievable nonsense for the most part. And of course, when that happens, you can't help but get caught up in the absurdity of it all. I mean, last year was kind of high drama uh, with Lettuce Liz, but this, this year has just been intrigue and everything going on around the fringes, whilst we've had a Prime Minister trying desperately not to announce in Manchester that the train line that's been promised to Manchester for such a long time isn't actually coming to Manchester. Uh, in of itself, an, an absolute joy. Um, now, I appreciate this probably is the longest intro I'm ever going to have done for TFM, but because I've got so many things to cram in to this particular one about the conference, I'm going to start with a conference thing. I'm actually going to start with a rather unseemly conference thing because um, I caught a piece of footage of somebody being ejected from the conference and he was objected uh, from um, objected. He was ejected from the Suella Braverman uh, speech and he was ejected for heckling. Except that when you see the footage of it, he very quietly and calmly just made a comment about something she was saying. He he suggested that that what he uh, what she was saying um, was was nonsense, and that actually the the term she'd used didn't essentially exist. Now, I'm not going to get into the debate of whether I agree or I disagree with um, with with the particular you know, nuance of the argument. I didn't hear enough of the speech or enough of the points he was making to actually have an opinion on that one way or the other. The point is this was a Tory party member, um, a prominent Tory uh, party member who has served within the Tory um, party at at committee level or at at whatever level. I'm not quite sure exactly what his his background is, who, who, who calmly made a point and then was fairly fairly quickly and fairly um heavy heavy-handedly thrown out um i've put the i'll put a bit of video footage uh up at the end of this particular incident um but i just wanted to throw it in and i didn't want to i didn't want to miss it really um simply because it just felt a little bit well, if you can't stand up to that level of 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 criticism, then then there really is a problem. Anyway, we'll get on to the rest of it after we've had a twi- a bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> This week in Manchester was the Tory party effectively putting itself on an electioneering footing. Um, This was the launch. There won't be... Well, we don't suspect there'll be another conference before there's a general election. Technically, I think there could be. Um, I think we can go a bit further than the election season and we could have something as late as it was last time because I seem to recall it was December last time. So we could technically go later, but the smart money is on uh, probably a a September election or maybe even an election as early as 
April, May. So, so this is the this is the the last chance they've got to come together and start to put themselves. I mean, let's face it, this is the party that's actually been campaigning ever since it got into government. I mean, it has done nothing but campaign. Certainly, um, post referendum, it has just campaigned. It hasn't governed its campaign, but we'll we'll leave that aside. This was the real. This was Rishi kicking off the campaigning, um, the campaigning button. And one thing we did learn. Um, we learnt some of the things that they were going to try and make political capital capital out of. So we know we know the textbook, we know the drill, we know the populist, you know, go to market strategy. You find issues and you divide the country. And and if you if there isn't an issue that's dividing the country, then you just make one up. You just literally make one up. And we go back. I mean, this has been going on time, you know, time immemorial. But we we know we know that it's a favourite of this particular administration, uh, or this this particular incarnation of the of the Tory Party, and they've all done it. You know, this is this is not just Rishi. This has become um, something that's now in their DNA. They can't help themselves. They need to come up with something, and it has to be the blob, or it has to be woke, or it has to be lefty lawyers, or it has to be any of any one of those things. It's just got to be one of those things. But we need to keep coming up with stuff. The problem is that when you listen to the various people doing speeches, what they're coming up with is it downright odd. We're not in a situation. We can't blame Europe anymore, and and we've never found an alternative to to blame uh, to blame in Europe. Europe was, was was the gift that that kept on giving. Brussels was the gift that kept on giving for the right wing because drip 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 drip. After thirty twenty thirty years, we were able to 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 keep blaming that one thing. Um, and it went unchecked, so it, it took on a whole momentum of its own because nobody made the the argument back. But now what we're left with is we're left with with crazy. We're li- literally left with crazy. And the two examples of crazy that came out uh, of the conference, one was Claire Coutinho, who's um, a minister, junior minister um, in the energy department, and she was banging on about meat tax. And she was banging on about the fact that under Labour there would be a meat tax. Now, this comes from the fact that um, there is a there's a there's a, 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 a belief, a held belief that actually if if we ate less meat, if the planet ate less meat, it would be better for the environment. Now, I don't understand the science behind it, but there's obviously something about meat production that is not great for the planet. And so the argument is that if we ate less meat, meat, and I, th- I think it's particularly beef, I think I'm not quite sure, then then consequently that would help us uh, uh, as far as decarbonisation is concerned, or, or taking whatever out of the atmosphere that's that's causing problems. Um, that that has moved. That has moved. That thing of eat less meat has moved to a meat tax. That as far as she was concerned, you vote for Labour, you get a meat tax. Now, nobody, but nobody has mentioned this. It's not been mentioned anywhere. Nobody has, 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 has at any point in time, has it, has, it, has it come? Is it a thing? It's not policy, it's not nothing. But that's that was her her wedge issue. She, she wants you to believe there's going to be a meat tax and she wants you to get annoyed about it because she's going to fix it for you. The Tory party, particularly her, she's going to fix the, the meat tax. And then along comes, as if that wasn't enough, along comes Mark Harper, the Transport Secretary, who had an entire speech without mentioning trains once, which is particularly impressive at an annual conference. Um, and the fact that they were actually in a disused railway hall. Um, 
he comes along and his big thing was the 15-minute city. Now, if you've not heard of the 15-minute city, the 15-minute city is a concept, I think it was a French concept, or I think I think it, something European, but I've got something suspicion it might have been French. The idea being that if you lived in a city, that everything you would need for your day-to-day life, you could, you could access within 15 minutes, either by public transport or by uh, foot or by, by bike or what have you. You could get to everything you need, and that would be hospitals, and that would be doctors, and that would be shops, and that would be supermarkets, and that would be... All the things that you would need for your life in terms of your day-to-day life you could get to within a radius of 15 minutes that's the idea of the 15 minute city the this this then as according to mark harper what this means is this is strangely dystopian because it means that local authorities will actually not only say that you can only use things within a 15-minute radius, but they will timetable and schedule when you can go to the shops and when you can go out and when you can use the roads and when you can use public transport and all those kind of things. Nobody, but nobody is talking about it. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist. But it's been called out by a Tory minister... um, as being something that we should be really concerned about, but it's okay because he's going to fix it. And if this is where we go in with the like, I mean, it's just it's just bonkers. It's bonkers beyond bonkers. It stands up to no kind of uh, analysis at all. But it's it's there, and we're in that kind of almost that Americanization of where we are that people will swallow. At, they believe people will swallow absolute nonsense if you just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And that those kind of things are are, are actually, they're going to happen. Tuesday. I might have to speed up a bit because if I don't, this is going to go on for ages because I'm enjoying this already. This is this is this is me just letting go. This is a week's worth of of, of data input and square square eyed screening. That's that's a, suddenly I can break free and and go for it. I'm, the second thing I'm gonna I'm gonna cover of of all the crazy things that went on, Penny Morden's speech. Oh, good grief. I, in fact, I'm not going to talk about this one for very long because I've put a clip and you just need to watch it. You just need to watch it. In fact, you know what? Stop now. Okay, stop now. Watch the clip and then come back and I'll carry on talking when you've watched it. Yeah, okay. Right, so the, the, the link's in the notes. So stop now, click that link. Unbelievable, wasn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I don't quite know where to go with this. She looks wildly unhinged. And I have no clue what she was wanting to stand up and fight against. Literally, I've got no clue. I I just don't get it. It was the most bizarre thing to watch. Somebody who, to be honest, I've always thought was relatively sane and stable. And, and, and you know, she's, she's, she was in for the leadership before. She clearly thinks she's got a chance of it again at some point in the future. And yet, I just... that, that It was La Laville. It was absolute La Laville. That's, that's, she, it's like she's got up from a sickbed and, you know, and, and gone feverish with a temperature of 100 and whatever and completely off her bonds and made a speech and then keeled over. It's just, uh, it's just, in fact, there's an episode of Fraser where he does the same thing, where he's clearly not very well and he's clearly got a fever and he ends up in the radio station and he is just, he is just there and he is just absolutely raving. And, and that's the closest thing I can think um, 
to 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 what happened with Penny Morton. <laughs> Wednesday. After spending the entire week, or not quite a week, but since he arrived in Manchester, um, telling everybody that no decision had been made about HS2, um, Rishi finally stood up on the podium and announced the thing that we all knew, because actually Number 10 had been briefing the papers and had also been telling various people in government exactly what was going on anyway, the HS2 to Manchester um, is to be scrapped. So as it stands at the moment, what they did announce was the HS2 will actually run all the way to Euston and it will run all the way to Birmingham, but that's where it will stop. Um, so the northern leg, because Leeds was, uh, was, was jettisoned a year, two years ago, whenever that was, the northern leg of HS2 has now completely disappeared. Um, and the... The, the sort of the soft soap that was offered in its place was we don't think it's going to offer value. We don't think it's going to materially change the lives of people um, in, in, in the north. Uh, and we'll do loads of other kind of local projects instead. Now, here's the thing that's interesting about where we found ourselves today. And I'm not going to get into HS2 and whether it's a good or a bad thing. Though we know it's cost a lot of money to this point. Um, including the one and a half million that was paid out on Tuesday, so the day before Rishi's speech, to uh, compulsory purchase a house on the HS2 route the day before HS2 uh, in that part of the country was cancelled. But we'll leave that one aside. Um, but the the big thing that we've had for the last couple of weeks, and it was... Um, it was used in when when they rolled back on the um, the the twenty um, the climate pledges when they were rolled back on the net zero pledges, they actually used um, what is the campaign slogan: uh, "Long term decisions for a brighter future." They used that had it on a podium in in number ten, which by the way you can't do. Um, but they had that. That's that's what they're going with: long term decisions for a brighter future. So we've now had two things, two long-term decisions for a brighter future, which actually in reality roll back on a long-term decision. If HS2 isn't a long-term piece of investment that brings about a brighter future, I don't know what is. If um, the path to net zero, which to be fair the UK has been leading on, is not a long-term decision for a brighter future, I don't hit, don't know what is. So... In the last fortnight, two big things that he is now he is now hoping, and all this is based on a by-election. This is all based on the fact that the Uxbridge by-election was fought on ULES. This is this is where it's all coming from. So the idea is that we actually scrap these things. I mean, how it will affect Britain's standing in the world if we can't actually deliver on large infrastructure projects. I've got absolutely no idea. But he stood there with long-term decisions for a brighter future on the podium whilst cancelling one of these things. And yes, there will be a lot of people who will be quite happy. I mean, a lot of parts of the country who will now be seeing money that would have been going to HS2 in their communities. Though, interestingly, when some of these things were announced... Um, there was a, an announcement of, of some um, some rail works in Wales, which basically everybody came out and said, well, that's great, but we don't want that. 
there's other things we'd like in preference to the thing you're now putting money into that we never wanted in the first place. So you're taking money from something that was going to happen up to Manchester. You're giving it to Wales, but you're giving it to Wales in a way that they don't actually want. How that how that works, I'm I'm not quite I'm not quite sure. But that was the centerpiece. The centerpiece was was this thing that I said out. I'm 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 not going to tell you whether I'm doing it or not. Which which everybody knew wasn't finally gets cancelled, replaced by other stuff that we don't yet know if we need or not. We'll find out in the fullness of time. And of course, the icing on the cake was the fact that this decision, which apparently has only just been made and nobody knows about, uh, was followed up with a, a video by Rishi on his social media channels, which had, which had been filmed before he left London. So the decision that he's been going around telling everybody he hasn't taken, he actually took while he was in London before he set off for the conference. Thursday. It would be funny if it wasn't deeply unsettling. But the spectacle of Nigel Farage hanging around the Tory party conference because he honestly believes this is a party he could re-engage with. I mean, good grief. What I, 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 Words fail me. Um, I mean, the video footage of him dancing with Priti Patel, which I will include amongst the other bits of video footage, is cringe beyond cringe. Um, but that man back in that space, I mean, it's a dream. It's it's a dream for Labour. It, it can only be a dream for Labour because the kind of people who would like to see Nigel Farage back involved in the Tory party, uh, there's probably very little hope for. Um, you know, these are the, these are the relatives that have been caught by the cult, and you just you ain't ever getting them back. Um, but how how that? I mean, if if you're a if you're a conservative, if you're a conservative who classed himself as a Cameroon or somebody who thought John Major had had, had done a good job and was a good leader. And by the way, I've got I'm, I've got a lot of time for John Major. Then what do you do when you look at the spectacle of where this party has lurched to? Because it's not just lurched a little bit to the right. It's lurched so far over. The, guy, the, the leader of reform came out. And reform is, the, is what was UKIP. The leader of reform has come out and kind of said, look, they've stolen our agenda. The Tory party have stolen reform's agenda. They've stolen the UKIP agenda. So... If you work on the assumption that Cameron did what he did with the referendum and promised the referendum to to nullify UKIP and to nullify people who were sliding over in that direction, people he called racist and fruitcakes, then that's now the agenda. That's that's the way they're going. So, you know, it 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 used to be vote for X, get Y. And now it's vote Tory and get UKIP. Friday. I'm going to finish with this because it kind of sums the whole thing up. And apologies for being totally Tory party ranty all week. But there has been so much there to have a crack at. There's a clip. um, And this has been been going on ever um, ever since... the Richie speech at the point when Rishi announced all the things that were coming in place of HS2 then of course the entire um the entire time has been taken with people basically saying these things have either previously been announced they've already happened 
There's just so much nonsense around what they've strung together to be the alternatives to HS2 to make a list that he could reel off that seemed impressive. But John Ashworth was on uh, Question Time and he basically went through a whole load of these uh, projects and said they've already been announced. This this was announced here, this was announced there, this was announced whatever. So these are already in the programme. Money's already theoretically being put against these projects and these projects theoretically are on the way to delivery. So actually, that's they, they were happening at the same time HS2 was happening. So HS2 money isn't being diverted to these things. HS2 money is just being lost. It's just being lost. At a point in time, by the way, when tax revenues are really, really, really high, and we talked about that before, about the height of tax revenues, a large part actually down to, and I've been, I did a little bit of research on this, a large part of this is down to the fact that because they kept the, the tax thresholds the same for things like in, income tax and national insurance, and and so your wage goes up 5-6% because you get a wage rise, but your tax allowance stays static. So therefore, you just pay disproportionately more tax than you were paying before because your tax allowance hasn't moved with inflation. Anyway, leave that one to one side. The point is, I mean, I mean Manchester Evening News were already reporting on the evening of the speech that one of the things he, he talked about, which is a Metrolink... Um, Metrolink link to Manchester Airport has actually been open for something like 10 years. It already exists. It's there. He's announced he's going to do something that actually is up and running and people are travelling on it every day. You've got other things which have been announced which were definite, which are now turning into proposals or things to be looked at. So they're not they're not going to happen either. So loads of things that were being talked about might not happen at all. It's gone from being a project that's going to be done and it's absolutely going to be delivered to something that might be considered or might be looked at versus a whole load of stuff that was in the plan anyway. It's unravelled as fast as it could possibly unravel. And of course, what is great and is nice at the moment is that because of the ineptitude of these people, because of the lying, because because they will look in the camera and bareface lie, that we finally caught on and we're actually questioning these things and turning around and saying, well, actually, that's not true, is it? And I hope, I hope that... And the by-election results in Scotland this week where everybody's talking about the fact that Labour took a seat off the SNP, but here's the thing, the Tories lost their deposit in that particular seat. I hope, I just hope, that the kicking that they absolutely deserve is on its way. Anyway, thank you. If you made it to the end, thank you. And thank you for bearing with me. And thank you for letting me just get rid of my week. Get rid of everything I've done in my week that's been that's been just stuff and admin and being sat far too stationary behind a computer screen all week. Thank you for letting me just exorcise that by having this this wonderful chance to rant a little at the absurdity of what's gone on um and i hope you enjoy the clips that i've attached and uh, stay safe and i'll speak to you next time if you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production